Blog Talk Radio. What's up, my fellow literatis, my black literary arts specialists, all of you, what's up? You're tuned into Gathering of the Griots once again here on Tuesday, and we are going to have a good time today, as usual, because we're talking about the big event coming up April 20th. So be ready for the goodness, but you know we always start with my message from Naima Latif, and let's get it rolling. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is the female solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directed to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, Anil in Russia, Zastutsi, in Germany, Tag, in Poland, Kindobli, in France, bonjour, in Spain, hola, in Italy, ciao, in Egypt, asenwasata, in Ghana, akwaba, in Nigeria, peleo, in South Africa, saubona, in Senegal, nangadek, in Kenya, jambo, in Israel, shalom, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Palestine, Right, so let's just get right to it. You see what's going down right here, the Spring Fling. That's the next Soulful Chicago Book Fair, April 20th. And if you know what I know, we don't do boring. That's just not what we do. And so when you come in and experience that event, 
first of all, you already know, black books selling left and right. There's going to be all kinds of genres, children, nonfiction, fiction, right? But, oh, we got some special guests today because they're bringing the newness and the extra flavor to the event with visual arts, activities for adults and children. What? You might be able to make a book on the spot. So April 20th, 2024, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., right, at the Betty Shabazz Academy right there on 78th Street in Ellis. That's 7823 South Ellis. And I'm just telling you, you know, I'm excited because you know there are people who have been around for years, but, man, they keep coming back, and then new authors keep coming. We're going to have entertainment by Sherry Soul. Love her singing. We're going to have Dion Victoria. She'll be visiting us today, who's bringing the visual arts. We got Music Magic Time, and that is going to be children's fun and music. And so, look, like I said, we don't do boring. We're not into that, okay? We're into excitement. Look, I'm look, I wanna see me behind this behind this flyer. Move that flyer out of my way. But yes indeed. So we're here today. We're gonna to be talking to people who are actually gonna be at the event creating the festivities. I feel like this. There's a serious side to us and reading and there's a fun side to us and reading. I prefer to be on the fun side because the not fun side has to do with the history of our people in this country when it comes to reading. So let's let's just get some things clear now. Let's get some things clear. Number one, how can the people that invented writing not read? Stop it. We definitely read, but I want us to be clear on something else that this country did. It's called anti-literacy laws. Those laws did not exist just in general. They were made specifically for black people, okay? And if you got caught reading, go look it up, anti-literacy laws. If you got caught reading, that could mean a punishment where you lose your eyes, fingers, tongue, like real heinous things. And so my thing is we're going to debunk that effort. We don't care about that, and nor do we believe in it because I say this. We have serviced over a 1,000 black authors since 2016. We've approved to be in our book fairs over a 1,000 black authors. So that's just me, and that's not everybody. And so what that means, people talk about if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Look, how can we be writing all these books and they're not reading? And so I need us to pay attention to ourselves, create the effect that we want to create, and just not be bothered with any of this hoopla nonsense about us and reading. And so we're here to celebrate reading. We're here to get this party started. And I'm going to tell you, as I'm getting folks registered for this event, I'm just, if you can see the beauty of our people and the subject matter that we focus on, 
I find it to be so not only heartwarming, but it's like, you go ahead, black people. You go ahead, black people. And, of course, you could be at a book fair. You don't have to be black, but nobody represents us well. So that's where we come in. Like when they have Scholastic come and do their book fairs in our schools, we're very appreciative. But why do books don't have our children in them? That's weird to me because our children need to see themselves in the subject matter of those books. But guess what today? Today we're actually going to be visited by a litany of beautiful people who have something great to offer our our children, our parents, our teachers, and you want to come out on April 20th just so you can see it for yourself. You need to see it for yourself. Don't take my word. But we already have in the studio uh, author that I ain't going to wait to bring her on because she's so dope. I love her work. I think that, you know, I'm so happy I met her, and I'm going to let her tell you more about herself. But come on, Miss Nikki. Hey, beautiful. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you for being here on our beautiful show, Gathering of the Griots. The Griots are the people who tell the story. And so we're going to make sure we tell the story today with you. And so I want to thank you for coming on today because um, your whole story was just unique to me. Um, Who does this? I'm going to have you tell it because I'm like, what? How did this happen? So tell us, Miss Nikki, uh, we can see you got your children's books in the background. Tell us a little bit about how did this all come about? Was this a lifelong dream to do children's books or what what's the essence behind you starting to do children's books? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me onto the show and for allowing me the privilege of being a part of Soul for Chicago Book Fair. It was just truly an amazing experience, and I'm so looking forward to um, the next event on April 20th. I have to say that first. You warmed my heart. Everything was just perfect. What? And Thank you. She was dancing, y'all. Look, look. She gonna have. She had a cane on that day, and she was dancing with that bad boy. Like what? 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 So that was. <laughs> you was having a good time. But yes, my love, go ahead on and tell us a little bit about your the work you do. Well, I am a former teacher of over thirty years, and my journey to writing actually began during the pandemic. I've always loved to write poetry, and. As I was a child, it was very interesting. I used to design book covers. That was just something I just really loved to do, and I would write about the author on the back of the book covers. So I always knew that one day I wanted to write a book. So fast forward, I'm going through my years as an educator, and then 2020, uh, boom, you know, here comes the pandemic. And now I'm being challenged at home to create educational content for preschoolers online, mm. this had ever, ever been done before. There wasn't much training for us teachers um, during the time because it just happened like that, and it's just like, okay, we've got to figure this thing out. So I partnered with uh, my oldest daughter, and she said, hey, Mom, you know, why don't we create some videos um, for your children, and that way we can keep them engaged. 
And because I was doing all the acting myself through the camera. And I said, that sounds like a great idea. So we began collaborating, making videos, and I would teach the lessons. And my daughter's fascinating and animating. So she animated all the videos and brought them to life. My students fell in love with the videos. I was reading other books. And then my daughter, my oldest baby, challenged me. She said, Mom, you're reading other people's books with the same passage. She said, but I challenge you to make that dream a reality and write your own book. So I was like, okay, well, I will take the challenge. So I began my writing journey. During that time, I wrote uh, Billy Goat's Gruff, which is a modernized version of um, the fairy tale. And um, I always love fairy tales, but I just felt that they could have a better, more positive message and that they should be modernized. And then my daughter and I collaborated on Little Red Riding City, which um, she wrote, and she's also my illustrator as well, with a very positive message inside of it as well. Our whole message and our whole uh, platform is about spreading positivity and love. So we ended up, fast forward, we ended up submitting our videos that we were animating to a teaching show called The Still Teach. And we were accepted. And we were on the show for two years where our videos were featured on the show. So that was an amazing ride. It was on Fox 32. And, wow, it was just an incredible ride. So that's part of the journey. And we were just riding along and just, just doing fantastic things. And then, boom, here comes a robot. In 2021, I became injured and found myself bedridden um, in a lot of pain. Um, I had an injury that caused a traumatic brain injury. I couldn't sit up. I, it was too painful. My head hurt so bad. Um, I had to lay flat, ice my head. I ended up in using a walker. Um, I ended up going to neuro, neuro rehabilitation to be able to get speech therapy as well. During this time, I began speaking affirmations over myself um, because it was a time for me to be quiet because there was nothing I could do. I listened to meditation. And I just began speaking and proclaiming affirmations over myself. And during that time, I was favorite. Out came affirmation cards. I began to write them because it, I just, you know, it was helping me on my journey. So I said, why don't I just do a deck for children? Um, I used to use them in my classroom if they used it. So I began to write my affirmation cards. And my daughter came over to my bedside. I asked her, can you please illustrate them and bring these to life? I told her exactly what I wanted, and boom. Our affirmation cards were born. Fast forward to 2023, where uh, we released them at Princess World Literature Festival, and they were a great success. Mm. People loved them, and they just were glad to see positivity being spread. And just having that, coming from that lens of social, emotional development. So that's how it all began. And from that, I just um, wrote the affirmation book to go along with the card. So here's the affirmation book that just came about. And once again, my daughter, she illustrates everything for me. So this is the affirmation uh, book that goes along with the affirmation card. So my goal and our objective in Nikki's party now, because all of my daughters are involved. I want to say that too. It's a family up there. It's a beautiful thing. It makes me want to. Uh, really cry how we together. But um, my daughters, they are the heartbeat and the pulse of Nikki Pinetown. They inspire me. One of my daughters, she helps with um, the sound team. We're, we're doing everything ourselves. We're animating. We're actually doing the sound. 
we're writing the material, um, all of the work that you see before me is all of my daughters collaborating. My daughter's, hey, we're going to do these moves on the video. My other daughter's shooting the scenes for the video. It's all of us putting everything together. My youngest is on the sound team. She's making noises like, and we're <laughs> recording the type of sound. Because I didn't realize until we got into this field that you have to have a license for sound or you have to create your own sound. We just can't take somebody else's sound that they made. So we do a lot of our own sound. You know, so everybody is on board. Uh, my, my wonderful beautiful daughters, and I really appreciate them. And our goal is to spread positivity, love, a positive self-concept to really encourage uh, not only children but adults as well to speak affirmation over this world. Mm. Because our minds are incredible. Our minds are are very very incredible, and we have to watch what is going through our minds because those negative thoughts become impermeated in us. So we have to change it around. We have to speak these positive affirmations to instill that love for yourself mm-hmm. because you have to love yourself first before you can do any good in this world. You have to love you. So I start my day every day. I'm going to show you. I have my, my affirmations, and I just started every single day, and I, I look in the mirror, and I just am amazed. I am amazed. And I repeat it, I repeat it until I really feel it, and it helps so much. Because when a negative uh, thought may come into your mind, immediately you hear, I am amazed. Look, look, y'all, she going to make it go like this. Look, look. She has shared so much. The biggest thing is the girl going to say, all her daughters are involved. Like, that is so huge. You understand? All her daughters are involved. Just from a standpoint of legacy and our children not having to just go through school, come out, go to college, get a job, all of that is a wrong model unless it's really planned well and unless that school is giving them what they need to go farther in the world. But it's just too many people who don't have it. And so when you can create something that your children can follow, can take to the next level, it's so funny. We have such parallels. I had a stroke in 2009, and that was the impetus for me to do my first book. And my daughter's book came out when she was seven. She's 20 now. But I taught her how to do photography. And just that whole mother-daughter vibe of creating an enterprise, is a model people should follow because, girl, that's amazing. Everything you said, look, I am amazing. Look, I need to get them cards when I come to the movies. I am amazing. Uh, <laughs> so I can do my affirmations. And my affirmations are from uh, A and Z, so they're dual purpose. They have the alphabet on one side, so they have A. Okay. And, of course, my affirmation. I am amazing. So the whole set goes from A to Z, and it matches the book. And it comes with instructions, and it teaches children that your words are magical. Your words, what you speak is magical. When you're speaking, you're either speaking in a positive way or you're speaking in a negative way. So how do you want to use your words as your magic? How do you want to speak over yourself? So the cards come with instructions teaching uh, the parents how to utilize the cards with the children to get it ingrained. Because I did this with my students. We would do this. Every single day. Nice. And it's a 
And it just transferred to the whole classroom. One student, I can't do it. And another student, I don't know. Remember, you're amazing. You know, you can do this. We would always speak over ourselves. I just love teaching with such uh, my passion. So I'm teaching in another way now, you know, online. But just being able to instill that in the children. And they are young. Yeah. We need to start. The brain is developing from preschool through uh, age eight is when it's really expanding and that absorbing part. So we need to build that foundation during that time by teaching these skills while they are young so it can be permeated into the brain. Nice. We, even as adults, need to eliminate that self-talk. We're guilty of it all of us. Like, I was so stupid. <laughs> you don't need to talk to yourself that way because you tried. Mm. And nothing ever beats a failure but a try. Mm. Get him. Get him. Get him. So, look, get them. You better because that's what you create. You literally have great products. They, uh, You can see the quality of them. I love that your daughters are illustrators. And you guys, I want you to come see Miss Nikki on April 20th at the Soulful Chicago Book Fair. She will be there with all her books and her affirmation cards, and it's about you getting them for your children, for your grandchildren, for your students. I love you. Thank you so much for being here today, Miss Nikki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quality. <laughs> love you much. And also, at my, I have a YouTube channel. Please. So if anyone listening, please like and subscribe. My goal this year, I have over half a million views, but my goal this year is to get my subscribers up to over 10,000. And it is already done. It's already done. It's already so, done. It just me to go over that girl. That's all. <laughs> I love it. And at the end of my videos, I always say hugs and love. I'm saying it's hugs and love. I love it. What's your YouTube channel? Nikki's, N-I-K-K-I-S, Tiny, T-I-N-Y, Pound, T-O-W-N. Nikki's and the website is www.nikki'stinypound.com. Nikki's Tiny Town. So, Nikki, I love it. Because Tiny Town are little people. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, my love. We appreciate you. you heavily. Peace. All right, y'all. You already know. Y'all get ready. Get ready for excellence. That's what we do, excellence. And so our next guest to come on is fabulous. She's an artist. Why do I love her so? Because she's so effective. And, you know, I don't know if you know artists, but I love artists' ability to duplicate the world, to create imagery that that makes you think. The utilization of colors, the utilization of concepts, I just love it. And I'm so happy that we have with us today, ooh, 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 one of my boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Let me see. Let me show you her first because ah, Dion Victoria. Dion Victoria has such a phenomenal spirit, and I was so happy when she agreed to come to the stage. Let me bring her on. Hey, Mama, let me get you big up in here. How are you today? I am wonderful. I am so grateful to be here. <laughs> so grateful. Oh, my gosh. I, I I was listening to the young lady before, and just I was like, oh, wow, and so many ideas. Cause so you many have, many. Right, because you have a little booby boo. 
Yes. Right? How old is she? Uh, Katie Monty is three. Three years old, so you already know, right? Now, you all, I was in the car the other day, and um, the sister that was driving me, I said, that's my friend. That's my friend. Open that door. Open that window. We, it's a green light. I'm like, oh, that window. And I'm so glad it was you. I was like, yeah, you was reaching up to the sky. And, you know, when you see good people, that's just how you are. So, Dion, I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you for agreeing to be a part of our book fair. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be bringing, girl. What's that art party about? What are we doing? For the art party, I'm really excited about that. We're just going to unwind with art, experience, materials, play. Um, it's really about exploration. I find that when I do things that I'm not, like, trained or things that are, it's not, uh, like painting. I've been doing painting for so long. This is the thing I do, I, I paint. Mm-hmm. But then if I pick up a glue gun and start building things with pieces of wood, something I don't really do as an art form, but I try to make it into an art form or I try to do something different with it, I notice just paying attention to my body, how my breathing changes, how I relax, and I calm. So not only will we experience that, but it's a party, so we'll have some fun, we'll have some music playing, uh, we'll have different opportunities. Uh, hopefully, I, I wanted to talk to you about this, if we could do karaoke, because that's been a part of our party in the past. Um, but that's, that's just the, the, the gist of it. We'll use a bunch of different materials to create things from our imagination. Don't get it twisted. If we're going to do it, we're going to bring in the best. We're going to bring in the best. Ah, hey, see my guest back. Ah. <laughs> You see my guests know how to move, baby. Get it on, baby. So Dion is such a, a prolific artist to me. I mean, when you uh, go to her gallery spaces, she really, I mean, I've just never, you execute and you implement intention in your work, and it really comes through because you create such great images of us, and so I really look forward to what you're going to do with our audience. But, but. Don't get it twisted. Let me tell y'all something. This girl, she shocked me. We had an open mic. Uh, we had an open mic in a garden this past summer. And so, Dion, I don't even know why, how I even, how to even, she decided to spit some bars. I said, oh, no, she didn't. So, yo, Dion, she's going to perform for us a little bit. Can you give us a teeny bit? I'm put you on the spot. Can you give us a teeny bit right now, please? I feel like writing. It's exciting how I take over this pen, getting ready to tell a story from beginning to the end, opening my eyes to what a new age real really is, never knowing storytelling is something I always did. From the sandbox to the camp rocks and everywhere after that, I've told stories upon stories, some of them including sex, but my favorite story is always getting turned into tracks because telling stories comes naturally. It's no act. I got racks upon racks in the back of my mind, getting, giving energy to positivity is how I spend my time. It's divine. It's divine. It's just a taste, she said, so that's all I can do for now. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you one cotton picket day. That's my grandma used to say. Let me tell you one cotton picket day. Yo, you are so good. Like, see, art to me, you – First, mentally, you got to be there. You got to be in a space where you know how to shift realities. You shift realities. You create future. 
nothing like an artist, girl. In Scientology, we don't play. Errol Hubbard be like, you could tell sort of the emotional tone of a society based on how many artists it has. Mm, mm, mm. So I keep artists in the cipher. So, oh, God. So, Dion, I just love you too much. You have no idea. But this is what we're talking about, guys, a book fair. Not where people just going to be selling books on the table. That's cool. But to have that activity going where people, you bring your children They'll be able to rock with Miss Nikki that we just met. They're going to rock with my girl, Dion Victoria. And let me tell you, um, how long will you be doing that all day or a certain time of day between blah and blah? Or what you want to do? Well, I have the whole day blocked out. Um, so. <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah. we got the whole day blocked out. Don't play with me. So, yes, indeed. That's what any anything you want to share or you want to let people know to get ready for, you want to. Are they going to be splashing paint everywhere? They're going to need aprons? What's the deal? So I try to keep it, you know, we, we shouldn't be splashing too much paint. Um, we might experience some watercolors, some clay. Um, we will have, we'll definitely have some wood pieces, some crafty things, the glue sticks, uh, collage. Uh, it's literally whatever you can think of. We'll just put these things out there mm-hmm. for people to create something. And, We'll be out there creating and making things that never existed before. <laughs> Let them know. It never existed because y'all going to create it. That's how that goes. Now, people are not going to be able to say, I saw that at nothing. No. You're going to make it here. Now, will you? I think I heard a birdie tell me, will they have an experience of making books? Is that something that might be on the table? Oh, yes, little birdie. <laughs> Thank you for reminding <laughs> Yes. We will absolutely be learning how to make simple books, different designs that you can create at home um, if you want to try something with your children, and just a way of um, making something handmade. I, I really enjoy, I wish I brought a Kafka example, but I really enjoy the, the simple experience, and you don't know, you don't know, you don't think about how books are made mm. until you make one. Right. And then it's like, oh, wow. I can make a book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then write in it. Nice. And it's completely made by me. Completely. Completely made by yes. me. Dion, I love you, girl. Thank you for coming on today, you guys. April 20th, you're going to experience the flyness from my girl, Dion. Thank you for being on today because I want to get people to feel, to see how you all are. You know, it's nothing like and the energy of the people that are involved in the thing. So y'all already know the excellence yes. is here, and the children will be covered. Go ahead, girl. I just want to talk. Oh, my God. you That's what I'm talking about. It's about the baby. That's right. It's about the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to talk about how how we can interact and get to know each other. I don't know if, you, if it's okay if I mention CEO Superhero. Of course. They are sponsored. Girl. Okay.
you can find out if you want to reach out to me at D. Dion Victoria just to know what's going on because there's a lot of hard work being done out there and them being one of the sponsors of this event makes total sense Mm -hmm. because everything that I've seen come from them has been about the children. Right. And so, look, I'm about the children. That's right. Y'all see, we love the kids. You see the people that are up and involved in this event. So you're going to see them all. You're going to have that CEO superheroes energy at the event. You're going to see Dion Victoria. You're going to see Miss Nikki, and that's not all. It's And this event is not even just for children. But, you know, we got the flyness when it comes to them. Thank you, Dion, so much for being here today. We're going to love seeing you on April 20th, and thank you for agreeing to add that essence to our event. <laughs> Have a good day, beautiful. Thank you. Peace. All right, y'all, here we go. Now check it out. Here's the deal. We're going to take a little break um, so that you could get some more good energy and some more good news. And when we come back, uh-oh, now we're going to move to the adults. Then we might move back to the kids, but you're going to see all that our event has to offer after these messages. And get ready. If you want to call in, the number is 727-731-5192, all right? I'll put that at the bottom of the screen for you guys, you know, here and there. But in the meantime, let's take a break and listen to these important messages. I'm Naima and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repairs, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money.
We're Chicago natives. And to honor her legacy, I have a book at the Soulful Chicago Book Fair, Saturday, July 16th, 2016. Be there. Black Fair is at the school. Young John Henry, here once for me, with Young John Henry. He had Deadwood Pick, who's that So these are three plays in this book, which has been used by a lot of groups, universities. tell you something. When the elders endorse you, it's a wrap. That's the realness to me. I'm going to always play that video because those elders took it upon themselves to be a part of us and to be a part of our family and to just heighten the credibility of what this is. This is not just about events. This is about a movement. What are we doing? And so we give honor and those elders Mama Love, uh, Marcellus Burke, Timuel D. Black. I just heard uh, that uh, Bennett Johnson joined the ancestors, Eusini Perkins. We love you. And I know you're watching over us, making sure that we get the literary flavor going. Y'all pray. Look, elders, don't be, don't get it twisted. You prayed for us. And I'm saying that because all of that, oh, sometimes you get this between the generations. But you got to remember what you prayed for. And when we come, boop, 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 be ready. Boop, boop, boop. So the book fair is a part of making sure that the literary explosion continues. So let us move to the flyness. Now, let me tell you why I love this, sister. I love this, sister, because her faith in me is crazy. You know, this work could be lonely sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Bob, for real. And so it's good when you have great minds come to assist you. And this sister's great mind, um, you've seen her on this show a, a, a couple of times now because I'm going to make sure I keep pumping her up. But she does books that help us grow as women, address that enemy within, and she 
joined our membership. She became a member of our organization. If you become a member with the Soulful Chicago Book Fair, now you mine. Now I get to promote you all the time. So let's bring on my girl, Michelle Renee. Hey, beautiful. You're on mute, girl. We can't hear that good old voice. Hear that good old voice. Good morning. morning. How are you, my dear? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm loving life. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. She be handling my life. See, when you become a member, you get to, I'm going to give you access to my world. So we're talking about this sister comes into the metaverse, has her college classes in the metaverse. She did a workshop last night at our uh, Monday night metaverse mingle. We're talking about going into the wor- a world in the computer and being able to teach each other and share resources. Last night she did a, a presentation on book reviews. How do we get more book reviews? And we shared notes. And we she told she she went to my website. She went to my place on Amazon and saw the uh, well, she saw reviews I ain't even see yet. So Michelle, I want you to just Tell the audience your focus and what kind of books of yours are they going to be able to find at the April 20th Soulful Chicago Book Fair. Give us a look. Three books at this time. The Enemy Within. And The Enemy Within is about um, um, an elder woman who sees her, her granddaughter going down the same path she did as a young woman. So she shares her journals with her to give her, you know, a view of, of what life would look like if she continues down this path. And so her her granddaughter reads reads her her daughter her, her journals and, you know, life just opens up for her. Her eyes are open. She sees her grandmother in a completely different way because she didn't know. You know, many times we, we, we hide things from our children and their children. Her children didn't even know. And so um, her granddaughter is able to to um, remove herself from a situation that could have been worse than, than her grandmother's. Mm-hmm. So that is the enemy within. And the enemy within is, is, is in your household. You, you know, sometimes we surround ourselves by an enemy. We don't know that he's an enemy um, uh, to a woman being being abused emotionally and physically. And almost always it's, it, it does start emotionally, and almost always it gets to a physical stage. The first stage is, 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 is um, uh, it's, uh, attention. You know, after the honeymoon phase is over, there's a tension. Uh, you can feel it increase, and there's a breakdown in communication, um, and and you become fearful. You know, you get this 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 ache in the pit of your gut, and and you can't figure out what it is. Um, and then phase two is some kind of incident where a woman is is, is verbally attacked, emotionally attacked and physically attacked, and she becomes afraid of the anger that she sees and the blaming that she gets and the arguing and the threat and and the intimidation. And then there's phase three 
where there's a reconciliation, there's an apology, or sometimes not an apology, just acts of kindness where she sees the first person that she saw in the beginning. Um, and, 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 and the abuser very often uh, gaslights and denies the, the abuse, denies the, the incident, um, and blames it on that on, on you, on, on the woman. And, you know, the older I get, I, I have to a lot of young men. I have sons, I have nephews, and I have students uh, who are males. And can you believe that these days, very recently, young women are, are filling the same shoes um, these days. I can't even tell you about that. But then phase four, there's a calm. The incident is forgotten. The, the apology, you know, is appreciated. Um, and, and nothing, no no uh, negativity takes place. It's the honeymoon phase all over again. Mm. And then we're back, back to the beginning. Mm. Those are the phases. And I have, as, as I, I, when I wrote these stories, I actually studied. I have, I had a personal experience. I studied the uh, women around me. I studied my my, my aunts and, and my mom, and you know, and what happened as I was a was a small child, and I didn't really know what was going on. And then I studied my my um, students and and just just other sisters around me. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. The phases never change. It's the four phases. They never change. It's the same thing. So I thought that I that I could write stories to address the issue. And in addressing the issue uh, in my stories, my intent is not to divide uh, families and divide the the agendas. It's not that at all. What I what I aim to do is present the information in a story form because we learn some stories that's the best way to teach. Uh, it's the best way to learn. Mm-hmm. So I want to write stories that will help, will help families, not only help women understand what they're going through, uh, but also to help men understand what their behavior is like. And again, these days, sometimes that shoe was on the opposite foot, and it just amazes me. But in, in hopes that uh, our young can learn from the mistakes yeah. of the past so that we can, we don't have to always break our families up. We could just do self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And so the men who read my stories learn how not to behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the women who read my stories also learn how not to behave because mm-hmm. in many instances when you are abused, you know, yeah, you can, you can blame it on other people if you'd like, but you got to look within yourself. What is it that caused you to put yourself in the position that you find yourself that causes you to remain in such a state? So, yes, uh, so it causes both men and women to self-reflect. And it hopes that in self-reflection that we can learn, that we can stop um, our generational curses because broken families, it's a generational curse. Yes, indeed. It, 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 we did not, we did not know have broken families when we were in our motherland. Mm-hmm. We we did not. We learned that here yep. in our slavery. We learned that here. Mm-hmm. And so, how 
were before we were, were stolen, before we were carried away captive. So, yes, look at our, our past. Black History Month is ending, and looking at the past, it's a good thing so that we won't make the same mistakes. But also, what about our future? Oh, come on with it. How you know I do future. How can we change our future? Mm-hmm. Um, black families are so broken. I mean, we, we are statistics, I'm telling you. And, and we don't understand that in having these broken families, our children are affected. And they are affected all of their lives. Mm-hmm. They have to learn how to live with the trauma of a broken home. And sometimes, you know, we move too fast. It can be fixed. Yeah. But other times, we move too slow. It can't be fixed. Mm. And we have to understand what that looks like. So my suggestion is don't get in it in the first place. Let's look at uh, people. Let's look at ourselves. Let's examine ourselves and examine people up front. Mm -hmm. Up front. Stop Mm -hmm. moving so fast. Mm -hmm. That's the problem in many cases. We move too fast. Mm, Take a minute. Take a minute, y'all. Take a moment's pause. Right. Got you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a believer in the most high God. He gives you this feeling in your gut. He mm-hmm. tells you this is not, you should back up. Yes. But we ignore that. Mm. Right. A lot of it, people ignore it for different reasons, but we ignore that. Absolutely. So, so let's, let's, let's start not putting ourselves in these positions where we become. Uh, abused emotionally or physically or spiritually or financially, you yeah. know, let's not just, just let's let's look at ourselves. Let's look at the, the person that we are trying to attach onto up front mm-hmm. ahead of time now so we can stop the the generational curse of having broken family. Almost I can bet you a quarter. <laughs> I'm not betting no more than that because I'm not a gambler. But that's important. I can almost guarantee that a person that is experiencing abuse, they saw it ahead of time. Yeah, no question. They the person was going to change. They thought they were all of that, and they could love the thing out of the person. But you can't love that demon away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That demon had to want to change. Mm. That demon has to want to identify. His or her behavior, mm. his or her generational curse, and has to dig deep, do some prayer, or some self reflection, or some therapy, or whatever else they drink some ginger tea. Ah, know. you funny. Drink some ginger tea. We actually have a caller, honey. Look, we actually have a caller now. We've been getting it in so good with so many great people. I'm not sure what topic they want to touch on, but you do children's book too, so even if they want to take it back, we're going to circle back. Um, let me see who this is. We have caller 708-800. You're on. Are they still here? 708-800. You're on the line. Where you calling from? I know we've been getting it in. I know you've been sitting there for a minute, but if you're still there, the line is open for you to comment. Their call just dropped, but I, I texted them the call okay, back Okay, the call in, dropped. So I'll let okay. you know when they, when they we'll, come we'll back. We'll be right here. I'll be looking for the next message, but their call dropped. So let me just say this or ask you this. Um, 
Michelle, what do you what do you see? Who do you want to draw to the book fair to come and experience your books? Um, I like to draw families. I like to draw uh, women who are in a, in a situation where they are are, are experiencing any phase of abuse, mm-hmm. so that they can get hope and they can feel some strength as they read my story, and they can figure out how to get help. Mm-hmm. And I also like to draw a young woman, a young woman, uh, and a young man too. And I, I keep saying young men are, are being abused uh, emotionally and, and financially and verbally in, in, in such great lengths these days. So I would like to draw young people and the millennials who uh, appreciate learning from their elders, mm-hmm. who appreciate uh, digging into the past for the sole purpose of making the future better mm-hmm. for, their, for themselves Absolutely. We have to, uh, you guys, and, you know, I love I love situations where I could just sit and be quiet for a minute because I'll be talking all the time. But, you know, we have such prolific people in our cipher here with the Soulful Chicago Book Fair. And I love, I will ask that question because, you know, you have those of us that read, but then people think, they think that certain populations don't really read, and our people are out here looking for answers. They're looking for solutions. And the beauty of our authors, guys, is that we usually, the ones I feature anyway, they focus on these stories being written for us, for our benefit, according to us, because a lot of people write about us and we be getting, you know, fluxed about that. But, no, when you come to the Soulful Chicago Book Fair, you're dealing with people that are going to be similar to your reality. You find so many facets of us in that room, but to be able to come and read something that will give you some answers, help you understand how to handle an abusive situation, help you understand how to foster a successful relationship, we need some studying on that because we, we it's, it's been off for a while. You know, we have been under the control of others, and so we're dealing with uh, some challenges and what better way to find out how to address those challenges by coming and getting a book that deals with that. And so I just want to say to you, uh, Michelle, I am so thoroughly thankful that you chose to deal with that because it's a little vulnerability when you deal with these issues around relationships, abuse, because you got to tell part of your story. I was, I was abused. Um, only happened once, though, baby. I told him, you hit me, you go to jail. So, okay, you want to try me? Yeah, you are, he said, if I hit you, that's what I want to do. Oh, you do? Dude, I was on that, I was going to call it a pulpit. I was on that uh, court stand talking about, I'll take jail time for 200. Don't play with me. I'm going to play this like a game. But but the reality is that created a a, a chasm for my daughter to me. You know what I'm saying? While I... My goal is to keep her happy all the time. There was still that absence and that breaking of the family um, that she didn't get to, you know, grow up with a, fam- a, a father figure in her life. You know what I'm saying? And that that stuff just has to be healed. However, 
it's going to be healed over time. But your books, what I love about them, um, because you also do books about relationships, they're going to help people know, like you said, know what not to do, women and men, you know, and then what to do to create a harmonious living amongst our people. Yeah, because when, when it's an abuser, whether it be a male or female, what that person's intent is, is to raise your tolerance. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow them to raise your tolerance. Instead, we have to raise our standards. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to understand the difference between raising our tolerance and your tolerance mm-hmm. and raising your standards. What do you mean by raising your tolerance exactly? Raising your tolerance. In in the phases of abuse, they take you through these four phases. And so uh, because you experience that phase four where you go back to the the beginning, how you felt in the beginning in this honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. then you, you are going to experience another incident. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. You know, so your tolerance for the bull. Your tolerance. For the bull crap. No, I see that. You should probably for the bull crap, but you have to not allow that. You have to raise your own standards instead. Got you. I see what you mean because, um, you know, you got we do become complacent and we allow for these things to occur, but we have to we have to shift what's normal to us. Because. And we do that because many of us, males and females, when I wrote these books, they were, they were directed to um, uh, females. But I'm telling you, as I live, I need to write some more because <laughs> I need to write some males and females. Ah, I got you. So uh, these stories are for the abuser, too, if then, if, so that they know what not to do yes. and how not to be mm-hmm. and how not to love. Mm-hmm. How not to love. Lord. Look, I I was talking earlier this week to a friend and talking about how in Scientology, how love is viewed. Elrond Hubbard talked about how love is a compound emotion of admiration and sympathy. He said people do weird dances over love, people kill over love, but it's more so admiration you want to focus on. Do you admire the person? What do you admire about them? Because love can get real funny sometimes. I'm going to hit you because I love you. That's why I'm going to spank you or, you know, domestic violence. Somebody is so in love with somebody that they they hurt them, you know. And as a people, having experienced colonialism and slavery, that love is real confusing because they make you think God want to hurt you. God is here to hurt you yeah. even, you know, and that he advocates yeah. you being hurt. So the reality is we need a new normal where we treat each other good and we actually uh, finesse good relationships. Before we go to the break, go ahead and give us a We love. Mm -hmm. You know, we can learn how to love each other. Mm -hmm. And and can I end with this? Come on, baby. they They don't have to hit you. Right. They don't have to choke you. They don't have to slam your head into the wall in order for it to be domestic violence. Mm. They can degrade you, humiliate you, mm. blame you, 
mm-hmm. scream at you, mm-hmm. lie to you, mm-hmm. cheat on you, gaslight you, making you think it's your fault. Mm-hmm. They can withhold uh, finances mm-hmm. or take all of your finances. And they can even just try to control you. Mm-hmm. It's still domestic violence. Yep. It's simple as that. Yep, as simple as that. You guys, get ready. Michelle, I want to say thank you so much for coming on today. They're going to get the goodness when they come to the book fair to experience your books. You guys, that's Michelle. Well, they can go to michellerenee.com. Is that where they can go? Yes. All right, let me get that name up so y'all could get that clear. That's right, michellerenee.com. That's how you spell her name right there, baby. And come and get books that are going to teach you how to do family better, teach you how to do yeah. relationships better in a way that's entertaining, and people love her writing. So thank you for being here today, my darling. Thank you. We love having you, and we are going to take a quick commercial break and get ready for our next guest, mm, our next guest. I got, I got dope sisters up here, baby. Who said it ain't good women in the world? Anyway, thanks, Michelle. You guys are going to take a break. And we'll be right back with somebody mm, I know you're going to love. Let's see it. Let's get it. Hello, I'm Jarema, CEO of First of the Book, and I'm Asada, the founder of the Soulful Chicago Book Fair. First of the Book is a literacy organization geared to children ages 6 months to 13 years old. We provide family programming and workshops to help children build their reading and writing skills. And the Soulful Chicago Book Fair happens several times a year, but helps to create literary programming that lovers of black literature can enjoy the world over. We have joined forces to bring you something special. Come and keep your eyes on books for black children of all ages. Meet over 50 authors and organizations, including children's authors, that write for and cater to our young ones. Come purchase and be surrounded by over 50 titles that include images where our children see themselves. Get there early to win door prizes from DTLR for our first and enter into our Timuel B. Black Essay Contest. Win a shopping spree from PTLR, otherwise known as Philip. You'll enjoy live performances, a DJ, great food, and more. She's another book goddess. Mm, she's another book goddess. 
and she makes sure she represents for the young people. I'm bringing on my girl, Jerima Gorham. What's up, beauty? Hello, Father. How are you? I am just loving life, and I want to thank you for coming on here today because, look, the work, we're doing the work out here in the literary world. So I want you to just tell the audience about your organization. Let me tell you all, when I tell people, the title of her organization. They go, what is that? They don't even know. They be in New York. They be all over it. But that Burst in the Books, tell us about Burst in the Books and what that energy is about, why you create it, and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, hello, everybody. I'm Jerima Gorham. Um, I founded Burst in the Books in 2018 really as a response to a lack of family-centered literacy programs for our children on the south side of Chicago. I'm a mother. I've been in education since 2008. And looking for programs for my own son was always outside of my community. We had to travel to Lincoln Park or Hyde Park. And I am born and raised south side of Gresham. And I knew plenty of families just by being an educator and being a mom who wanted to same programming for their children in their community. And so we started purchasing some books from book clubs. And then it has evolved to community events. We do author talks, um, virtual programming. And then two years ago, we launched our um, festival. And I was so blessed to be able to be introduced to a started in my first year of starting Breakfast of Books because as I was sharing, one of the things I've always wanted was a book fair that was dedicated to authors of color, black authors, right? on the south side because that was not something that I saw as well. And someone was like, oh, you need to meet Asada because she is already on that. And I was so excited because, again, and very humble, to be honest, because I'm like, she don't know me. She don't, you know, this is our first time meeting. She didn't have to say, yes, let's do a children's book fair, right, because I know that her book fair was, like, sitting around all writers. Um, but I feel like as nearly as we met, we just connected and – uh, we both felt like, man, if we're going to do the work, let's do the work. And I believe our energies matched perfectly. And within our first year, that April, we hosted our first book fair. My school was open to um, the idea. And since then, it's just been amazing to see how both of our work has continued to evolve. Yeah, please. Look. <laughs> so, you know, what I love, there's a calm that Jerima brings to the literary world. You know, this work. I don't like saying hard, but there are several components to it that make it. It's not always easy, and getting that support from people is a thing. But yeah. the mission keeps it tight. So talk about because you know you done blew up since then, boo. I be seeing her on all kind of shows. I be like, wait a minute, girl. Talk a little bit about what what's the evolution of Burst in the Books. What have you experienced since that beginning time? Yeah, so since we started, like I said, 2018, we have um, continued to host community events. We have our book club. In 2020, we were able to purchase a building in Roseland. So Roseland is the area that I have just really drawn, really, you know, like a, a deep connection just because of teaching in the area. And also I went to school in Morgan Park, which is another park outside. So just knowing and remembering that space when I was younger and wanted to be a part of, like, the rebirth of that space. Mm. And so it was very important, again, that I chose areas that many people aren't choosing to do their work, right? So um, we were 
you know, proud and happy to get that building. Um, in 2022, yeah, this is when we did our first festival, right? Because, again, um, in the Pullman neighborhood, which is right next to Rosen, because, again, back to 2018, we wanted to have a space where we can continually bring our families to our community. Third year this year, uh, we've been able to, I mean, God has really just blessed us in a lot of ways. We've been able to distribute a lot of free books to the community, partner with schools. We're a school vendor now. So I do after-school programming with teachers. We do uh, workshops with parents, workshops with families. And then I think most of, you know, my, my biggest endeavor within the next couple of years is that we can be a place that we funnel in the next generation of writers. So we started a writing lab because many of my babies, as they're starting to meet authors and be involved, they're like, I got a story to tell. I want to be an author. And so just really preparing them to be able to be published authors and so they're able to go ahead and be able to be a change in the world and sharing their story. So I feel like this is just my mission's work, and I'm just blessed whenever, again, like I get alignment with people who also have the same heart for the community. So when I started asking me to be honest, it's a no-brainer. Like, it's, it's a no-brainer. So I'm I'm just grateful to even be here and be able to share whatever I can. Man, I mean, and, and you know, I'll be trying to keep up with homegirl. I'll be like, what's she doing? I was like, was she on Good Morning America? Like, you know, just straight adoration. And this is what I was talking about. We had a meeting last night in the Metaverse, and we were talking about, you know, getting good book reviews and things like that. But I was saying how at the crux of what we do needs to be our intention and our compassion that people feel. People will write reviews for you, but they got to feel you, you know. And I look at the work that we do the reason why you keep getting blessings is because you're not out there trying to get blessings. You out there trying to create a reality, you know, and that's why I love you as a sister in the literary arts because it's you've taken responsibility, you know, in Scientology. I, I keep bringing it up because it needs some good quotes. Elmer Hubbard said, if you see a problem, look at what you didn't do and know why it's a problem. Yeah, our kids need to read good. Get that programming up. Get get the get everything we need. And your son, how old is he now? He's twelve now. He'll be thirteen this year. <laughs> that was just so crazy, right? I mean, I, I remember him. Time, like I was like, Asada, don't be mad at me. I, the traffic was bad getting getting in the school. So yeah, he is in seventh grade now. Um, when I started with Trey, he was seven. So yeah. he's also seen it, and it's like grown with him. So it's yeah. been really really beautiful to watch. I'm trying to tell y'all. See this thing about legacy leaving. And getting your, when you could do things for and with your children, it's a wrap. Like it's going to grow because you're procuring the future by giving them what they need, the tools they need to keep this bad boy going, you know. And so, you know, I wanted to have you involved in the mix today because um, collaboration, the sister just said that, Michelle, or she might have said that last night, I'm getting confused, but she talked about collaboration and how the way we're going to do this well is to continue to collaborate, not me over here doing this, you over here doing that. Like, let's overlap. Let's go ahead, support each other. Let's get this thing growing. And so the book fair on the 20th is an extension of that. What I love about Jarema, too, Jarema will be coming to my book fairs now. She got her own event, but she be at my book fair, and I'll be at her events, too, because 
that's what it takes, period. Like, give this energy to each other. I never say, come support the author. We're not no charity case. Just come and have fun and revel in the stories that we created for ourselves. And that you go to you go to Barnes and Nobles, go to look go look for the black section. I don't know where it's at. I ain't saying they ain't got it, but it be you can see it during Black History Month. But in general, it's too hard to find books for our children that look like them. Like like I said, when them big companies come to our schools and do their book fairs, the books don't even have our kids in them. And that should create somewhat of an outrage in us. We got to chill that out and make sure that we supply our children with what they need. And I had to have you on because we actually collaborated and did that together. And, man, it's, it's just growth from there. There's nothing else we can say. We're just continuing to do good work. So I want to thank you for coming on today, Donnie. Thank you for inviting me. And I just want to say this as well. Sure, I, I've always admired, because I think to your point, collaboration is true. And you also want to make sure that you're around people who really are doing it because they have the heart for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think a lot of times, you know, like you said, community work is not beautiful all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and it's unexpected. And you're really like me. I just really want to see you know, I need that change I want to see in the world. And I just don't even, your spirit, your heart, like you really, really, really love the work that you're doing. And I think that that manifests in so many different ways. And I know even, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to be excited because the side is excited and you know that she is rooting for you. What about a person to have roots for you as a sider, right? So I think that at the end of the day, it's important that we support people who support us, mm. right? And I think a lot of the authors, you know, people, Go when they do different things. But I think at the end of the day, you got to remember who supported you when no one else mm. was even thinking about your name, mm. right? And not mm. because, you know, they wanted some kind of glow or some kind of, you know, recognition from it. They just saw that you have a heart, and I have a heart for it. So let's do this work together. Mm. A lot of times within our community, it's so much competition instead of collaboration. Oh, wait like, a minute. We, like, we feel like each other is our, is our you know, our competitors, and there's so much out here for our community, right? Like, even when it comes to other literacy orgs, just like I support Sada, I'm like, look, please start another book club. Please start another festival. Like, there can never be enough of representation of us in the community. So I think at the end of the day, we got to change our mindset. Mm. What's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. And the more we work together, the more we're able to make a greater impact. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about my name being glorified. It's about our stories being told. And I think that we just got to change our mindsets about that. Even at the book fairs, right? Authors, mm-hmm. what I love to see is your space and even at my festivals, authors are supporting one another. Yes. Right? So, like, and I'm like, oh, are you looking for a book? Oh, so I got a book over there like that. Go over and see their table, right? Mm-hmm. Because you understand the sales are going to come to you because you're another author that's also trying to do the work. Don't look at this work as competition. Look at it as really changing narratives and changing mindsets. And, and that's why when people ask about our work, I'm like, I'm always about a village mindset. When we're in a village mindset about things, we understand that I need you to survive. Mm. Right? Like, we all bring something to the table. I'm not my best self if you're not a part of me. So I think we need to understand that. You know, we, you know, so many times we get these other ideologies in our minds about business, and it's not what our roots, what our ancestors was about. We are about 
village. We are about building together, and we are about really rooting each other on. Because if we don't root each other on, who is? Who is? Who is? Who turned you on more than your brother and your sister? You know? Look, I should be like the end. Bye, guys. Look, <laughs> bye, bye. No, because that right there, you know, it's so many layers to our people, and at the base of much of our many of our decisions is self hate. And if yeah. I hate myself, I hate you too. That's why we could kill each other and things like that, the jealousy. And so there's some layers here. We have to set the example on how to do it the right way, how to do it with love, how to do it with support. I mean, I feel people, even in this industry of the literary world, they be like sneaking, going and making a book fair and call it a book fair. I don't care if you go call it whatever you want it. Go do it. We need you doing that. Well, I do this. Jarema, do that. Like we, we just need to make this uh, like a, what they call it, like a matrix of, of literary excellence where we just, because will we not only spread it, but see, people who write books have a level of intelligence with, that we need to reinstill, you understand? Because like I said before, the anti-literacy laws that were created just for black people to make sure that they did not read and that they lost their fingers, eyes, tongues, whatever, if doing it, there's never been a pause for healing from that. Yeah. And so if you've got black people not wanting to read, it comes from all that. This, yeah. this, because you can't, like I said, you can't take the people who created writing and then somehow they don't like to read. Be quiet from hieroglyphs to all, all the way to now. You know, we write our own stories. This show is called Gathering of the Griots. We tell stories and carry traditions and history yeah. in that medium. And so... All the stuff that existed that, that tore us down, who cares? We need to just continue to do this. And like you said, there's no competition. Let's just make this to where people feel it. We got to rock the literary industry because people get support for dance. People get support for fine art. People get support for a lot of other arts. But the literary arts be getting the short end of the stick. But guess what? Boop, boop, not no more. That's our role, you know, taking responsibility for making this whole movement of us taking them off it and bigging them up. I, I really want to say thank you to you for saying that um, in terms of feeling a certain way about how I treat you guys. Michelle Renee says that a lot of times in terms of my support of you guys. I'm not even thinking of it. It's just a thing. I just let go. You know, I want to do it. And it's so funny because I didn't even, I wasn't even raised necessarily to be like a bookworm. God told me, get up and do that. And so I was like, Okay, well, okay. And so that is what really is the steam and the engine behind all of this is that God said to do it. I thought I was going to get a break during the pandemic, um, but no, it, it had to continue. And that's why we took the book fans to the metaverse and all of that. Real quick, what's the future for Bursting the Books? What do you what do you see? Uh, so the, the future is we are – Currently, right now, gear enough process will be July 27th. Okay, July 27th. Um, so we are about to, in next month, really, like, 
the advertising of that, you'll see it a lot more. Mm-hmm. We finalized some little bit details. Mm-hmm. Um, but the major feature that I just shared is that I want to create a pipeline of youth authors. Nice. So um, we've been working with a few different orgs to do writing programs, but just in-house, like, man, how do we really create a space for our black stories to be told through the youth? So that's my, my next, like, how do we, really create, because I think that there's this misconception that our babies don't like to read, they don't want to write, they don't want to, it's just a, a different approach to it, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's about also just creating space for them just to be creative. I think our kids have been introduced to reading as a test or homework. They just don't see the love of it, right? And so just these festivals and book fairs are important because one, not do they see themselves, but they see the joy of reading, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times our kids are missing that piece of it, and so we are really trying to just, like, create that space. So that's my next focus, that the next few years you'll start seeing more authors and youth authors coming through Birth of the Book. That will be at the book fair, right, <laughs> some of their books, because ultimately we create a space for them where they normally don't have a voice to share their stories. So that excites me because we even have as one of our pillars of our uh, Soulful Book Fair Foundation is to support youth writers, period. Whether they're doing spoken word, writing books, we want to be about that. My own daughter, come on, her first book came out when she was seven, you understand, and, and now she's 20. And so you have the legacy of that and this, the skill of that. And so Please, any help you need, you know, because I'm here for it. Like just the whole, the production, the marketing, anything, that's part of what we do, too. So we can definitely do some collaboration to get in Thank those lives. Thank you. Well, I see Michelle, she said she want to connect, connect me with her. Uh, so I would love to um, just talk and, and see what, where the synergy is. Oh, let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that one right there, look, she a bee. She, be, she, don't, she don't go... Do you want to do this? She does it. So by the time you could say yes, do it, it's already done. So we that's, want to. You need that innovation, nation, baby. You need innovation. So thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you so thoroughly. Y'all look forward to. Y'all probably y'all might see her walking around on April twentieth. Um, coming for, and come promote your event so people can know to. Uh, take that promo, and we want a calendar of book events that you're going to go to and tell others about because the only reason we don't, look, it'd be like 10,000, 20,000 people at the beer fest. Stop it. Get your 10,000 self to these book events because this is us taking responsibility for our own future, our own stories, you guys, and that's really what it's about. Um, and, And we're doing the work for you. So just come on and enjoy yourself. That's how it's come. Mwah. Love you, girl. Thank love you so you much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. And I love you a million times. Love you, All right, <laughs> All right, y'all. So this is what we're talking about now. We're talking about April 20th. And I think let me just give you uh, another little visual of that. So we're talking about Saturday, April 20th. We're calling it the Soulful Chicago Spring Fling Book Fair, okay, Spring Fling. And if you want to learn more, you can go to soulfulchicagobookfair.com. If you are an author and you want to sell your book at this event, you need to go to Soulful Chicago Book Fair 
com and simply go to author submission, okay? And go ahead. We we got to vet you before we put you in there, y'all. We're not going to have people in there with no foulness. We don't play that. So, yep, if you're an author, you go to SoulfulChicagoBookFair.com. You click on author submission and go ahead and register. But it's going to be a great day, guys. Always good food. Major activities. You heard that from my girl, Dion Victoria, earlier. And you're just going to see so much. If you are a fiction person, you are going to love the fiction. You're going to love the stories that you see. It's mystery. Um, there's even a little urban fiction. A lot of people think that they can't bring urban uh, novels to our book fair, and it does, it's not that. We just can't have risque covers or titles that would make a child go, Mommy, why are you doing that? Well, no, we don't want to create that, right? So, but please put this on your calendar, April 20th um, from 10 to 6, and tell your people to be there. This is going to be at Betty Shabazz right on 78th and Ellis. And like I said before, there is going to be entertainment. We have my girl, Dion Victoria, with the art party. We have my girl, Sherry Soul. She's the vocalist. Oh, oh, she's so good. Oh, you better get inspired. And then Music Magic Time. That's my girl, Yakiti. They do music with children. And so the entertainment's going to be great. I'm, I'm going to probably try to slip a DJ in there too. But I also want to say thank you to our sponsor. We welcome sponsors, guys. We need them. But our very first sponsor, CEO Superheroes, it's a children's organization that helps them learn STEAM and get involved in science. Always, always something that um, – you know, our communities don't have enough of. Now, I want to show you one other thing that caters to our growth, the Metaverse Mingo. You see this? The Metaverse Mingo. The, getting in the Metaverse is a thing. Um, don't be scared, y'all. It might look like a game, but we're actually in their building. I met a sister this week in the Metaverse. Her name is Amy Scott. Oh, my gosh. She has helped us learn so much about how to make sure people are finding our websites. You find people in the metaverse that's living on a whole nother level, y'all, because they are building in technology. You think, well, we're not going backwards. We're not going back to using the phonograph. No, we're going forward and doing things in a more digital way. And so when you're in the metaverse with us, you actually eliminate time and space. And what I mean by that is, you ain't got to worry about the traffic was heavy. You ain't got to worry about, oh, I couldn't find parking. Oh, I live an hour away. You can be in your bed and come in the metaverse. It only takes you one minute to get in there. And so once you go to verbella.com, you see that written on there, you can download the community on your, um, I, not your iPad. Well, let's talk about that. You can download it on your laptop or your desktop. If you don't have a laptop or desktop, you just get in contact with me and see if I can help you. But, yeah, then you're going to create your avatar. See them little people on that sign? They got Afro puffs and locks, and you can be bald head. You can dress in a suit. You can dress in jeans. It's totally up to you. But we do our – and we have books on sale already in the metaverse. So when you come into our soulful Chicago world, you will see books for sale as soon as you get in. You just got to – you see a book? You just got to tap it, and that's going to have you start to purchase 
the books that we have there. So, yeah, this is a, a very strong environment, you guys, for building books. Um, what I personally love is I love that um, I love that God gives me these things in my mind at 4 o'clock in the morning when I'm uh, waking up. He'd be telling me what to do. He'd be like, okay, this is the direction you're going to go. This is the direction you're going to go. But I think big enough for bigger for me is that I need you to have book experiences. This is not just about buying the books. It is definitely about that, right? Because this is we want to be able to make a living from our books. And who's going to buy black books if not black people, right? But it is viable. It's something that can really grow. Um, you can look at the girl, what's her name, that wrote Harry Potter? She good. She was homeless. She good. She wrote that book, and look, her clientele wasn't even, uh, per se, her peers, but it was the children, right, that told their mama, I need that book. So we're talking about a similar situation where I am interested in creating book experiences where people come and even the vendors, they're not just having their books. They're dancing, they're listening to poetry, they're listening to music, and just getting it so that books become a, a, a part of our socialization again. There was a time where writing and leaving messages, um, we did it a lot through art, but leaving messages that tell a story, that's what we do. So we want to rehabilitate that ability. We want to get that back in the mix our people so that, hey, we continue to grow. So we are, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, uh-oh, we got some good old, good old authors coming to the table. If you want to call in, again, the number is 727-731-5192. I got it at the bottom there for you. Make sure you write it down. But we're going to come back after these messages and get it on with some more of our writings that that, that are new to our family. And so, ooh, I just love them. So let's just take a look, and we'll be right back. Minister Robert Floyd. Are you sick of having issues with your webinar? Wasting tons of time on troubleshooting with attendees? Soulful Chicago Book Fairs are the most exciting black book fairs on the planet. Born in July of 2016, Soulful Chicago Book Fairs have both increased the literary marketplace for black writers. Thank you. 
Kofi. Kofi. about the next event, April 20th. Yes, indeed. It's called the Soulful Chicago Spring Fling Book Fair. And we've been featuring authors and entertainers today that are going to be at that event. Please, it's a free event. So come on through. It's going to be at Betty Shabazz. And I'll put that image up one more again so you can see it. It's going to be at the Betty Shabazz Academy on 78th and Ellis at 7823 Ellis from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We always do a, a, a event. We do like a beginning where we have the elders being honored. And so make sure you're there at 10 for that process as well. So I am going to bring on an author that um, I just met this brother. He was at our holiday book fair. And I saw a lot of people walking out with that book. And so this brother, new to the table, he's going to tell you a little bit about Yo, how is he even in our cipher, right? I'm going to bring him on, but before I get to him, because we're going to end out with his energy, there is a sister who wrote a book. She's new to our family, too. And I saw her book. I said, we need that book. I'm going to bring her on. Her name is Shalika Smith. Come on to the stage. How are you, sister? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm loving life. You're looking good, girl. You're looking nice and crisp. This morning. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your book, uh, Shalika, and um, how did you even find out about the book fit? Because you're new to the family. I am. 
So uh, my name is Shalika Smith. I'm the author of Grief, I Didn't Sign Up for This. It's a collection of stories and interviews of people traveling on their grief journey. And the book is really was really created to create community, a grief community for people, because grief can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. So I actually found out about the book for this book there from someone that I met at a book fair at the Bessie Coleman Library. Her name is Emily Nicole. She is the author of um, Touched and um, Cutters. So I met her, and she put me on, and she told me about it. So she told me about the one she attended last year, and I was like, okay, let me know when you get more information. So that's how I found out about it. And I'm so excited. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for seeing the greatness, um, the need for this conversation. One of the things that I do outside of being an author is going into different spaces and having conversations about grief. We don't talk about grief. Um, I'm, I used to think it was just the thing we did in the African-American culture, but I'm learning that no culture, especially Western cultures, we just don't, grief is not something that we visit a lot. And we need to because the reality is there's nobody that will live and die and not experience some level of grief, even if it's not from the death of a loved one. We grieve any loss of anything. It could be a job. It can be geographical change, divorces. So there's so many things that we experience grief through. Why aren't we talking about it? Mm, Thank you, girl. Look, I I personally, if you're going to get to know me some more. But I'm always, 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 always so cuckoo birds and just jumping all over the place, right? And grief is an emotion that's interesting because I don't, I don't personally get there, but then sometimes it just rise on up. Like my dad passed away um, in September. He passed away, I think, the day before my daughter's birthday. And, I mean, people were like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. And I actually, in my spirit, didn't feel a loss. I felt a sense of, like, purpose. I got to push. I'm carrying the torch now, right? But then sometimes, girl, I'll be like, oh, let me call my father. I'll be like, girl, this is not possible. Unless you, what? A boulder, and it comes, and it hits you, and you can't control it. And you like, where did this come from? I thought I was okay. Mm. And a lot of times, because we're functioning, and a lot of us, you know, we're high-functioning people, and then something happens, and it could be a smell. It could be wanting to pick up the phone. It could be driving past somewhere that you visited. It could be a birthday. All, you know, I'm not big on the word triggers, Mm -hmm. but it really can be all these different things that it'd be like, and they're gone. Wow. And it's just like a reality check, you mm. know. And I get it. Mm. I get it. I get it. I actually, um, the reason I wrote this book was I, in 2020, you know, along with the rest of the country, because we were in the middle of a pandemic, I was, I know I saw, I see Jerome was like, I know Shalika. <laughs> I was like, I saw her all earlier. I was like, oh my goodness, I know Jerome. Um, but I actually, my nephew died on September 27th, 2020. He actually um, had had some health challenges, young man, and his body was just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then two months later to the day, my brother um, passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was killed, and I was broken. 
Yeah. Um, still broken. Um, I know their father, my dad, and my brother had already passed away. So they were actually the last two of my direct relatives, males. And I was devastated. Mm. I was devastated. And to be honest, the only when I when people were honest with me about their grief and their grief experience, that's when I felt like, okay, you're looking at them and they've made it through it. You can do this. And I was like, I feel comforted when people share with me. So I decided I was going to put a book together. Um, me and my project manager, I told her about it, and she was like, let's do it. And I have never written a book before, didn't know the first thing about where to go, what to do, but I was like, I know that this is a conversation that is not being had. It's a space where we shy away from, even if I've had a couple of times where I've been to events so far, and people see the name of the book and see the topic and literally will walk away. And I'm like, it's not what you think. You probably need it more than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different stories in the book. And I feel like the, as I've gone through the process and I've met more people and people have shared with me about their grief, I realized that this is a conversation and it can't go unspoken because we need each other. I call my book a community book because there is nobody that's going to read this book and there's not something in this book from one of these stories that you're not going to relate to. There's 33 other people besides myself mm. that write, that have wrote in the book, um, anywhere from pastors, there's a clinician, there are people who lost their parents, children, grandparents, siblings, friends. Um, there's a story about divorce. There's a story about a woman who just wanted to have children, and she couldn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's, so that title is Temporary Childless, and it, I, it's my pride and joy. It's my baby. I love it, mm-hmm. and I love the – I talked to someone last week, and she said, I don't send people flowers anymore. I send them your book Ooh. when somebody passes away. And to hear that, I'm like, God, thank you. Because mm. you knew what to give me. You gave me something that you trusted me with. You know, I love them. I appreciate it. There were times throughout the process I was like, okay, God, hold on now. Because um, I continue to lose people. Mm. Even after my nephew and my brother passed away, my cousin was killed in a car accident. My grandmother passed away. My un- my uncle passed away. My daughter's cousin, first cousin passed away. Mm. So it was just like, Lord. Right. Lord, like, thank you for keeping me because I know it's you. <laughs> but, like, but I realized this is a space. Mm. How many of us, we go to, we have our funerals, and then we're left alone with that because everybody who was around us the first couple of weeks have gone back to their lives, mm-hmm. and then we're sitting with our sadness right. and this new reality, and who do we talk to? Because the reality is if I call somebody today hysterically crying, they're going to think I'm crying about something that happened today. Mm. But really the thing is the grief caught up with me. Mm. You know, we have, we don't, it's, grief lasts a lifetime. You, mm-hmm. I loved these people for all my life, known them all my life, and we're not expected to just snap back in place. Right, right. It's, it's not realistic. Right. So this is a space where when you can't go to the people that are around you, I encourage creating a group commu- grief community. But when you can't talk to the people around you, you can pick this book up 
and there's somebody in the book that's going to say something that you're like, that's how I feel. And even if you can't articulate it, mm-hmm. they can articulate it for you. Let me tell you, girl, you and me the same, and let me tell you how good we are. So, because when I had my stroke and I had a, an experience, it spawned me making my book. So these life experiences, when we take them bad boys and listen to God about addressing the issue, I knew pe- my first book is Beating Black Kids. It's about not beating our children. And like you said, people come to my book and be like, I don't want to read that. Why? Why? They be like, why you, why you make that? Because you need to do it. He said, well, I'm going to hit them kids good. You need to read it. Sit on the toilet and read it and then get some clarity. But I love that you wrote this book because I was just talking to a sister last week that had so many deaths in her family. I can't wait to tell her about your book. You guys, if you're watching, this is one of the authors you're going to see at the April 20th book fair. Shalika Smith, she is going to have this book, Grief. I didn't sign up for this. And it will help you. I'm going to do like that girl did. We ain't going to send flowers. We're going to send this book. That's what we're going to do. So I want to thank you for being on today because, girl, I can see it. I can see the. I can see your success. I'm telling you right now. Certain things I can see, your aura got it. And so God gave you this book to write. Those losses are actually going to be responsible for your gains. I want you to well, be ready. The Bible says everything works to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I remember praying. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, your word says everything works. Mm-hmm. So I need you to show me how this going to work. Because what I'm feeling right here right now, <laughs> that ain't it. I but I am grateful that my pain and my experience is birthing something that will help people. And it's not limited to black people. There are, I can count on one hand how many African-American people in this book. Mm-hmm. There's Latinos in this book. There's mm-hmm. white people in this book. Because grief has no boundaries. None. Right, right, right. Grief has no boundaries. Mm-hmm. I lost my first brother when I was 12 years old. Wow. Wow. So grief has no boundaries. Mm-hmm. My niece and my nephew were three when their dad died. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody needs a conversation, and I hope that it encourages even for us to have conversations with our families because we don't. Right, right. We stay away from it, but it it can't. We can't do that anymore. So your book is going to be the catalyst, baby, for that change. I can see that. And so you guys see my girl on April 20th at the book fair. She's going to be there. I'm be there. Yeah, and I'm so glad you were on the show today. Thank you, Bill. Thank and you I look so forward. Much. I appreciate you. Yes, and I look forward to promoting you because that's a very, very, very important book. And I, like you said, people not talking about it, but they about to right up. <laughs> I love it. Love you. Peace. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, yo. This is what we're doing, yo. We are showing you authors that are going to be at the book fair. You see the variety: children's affirmation cards, books on grief, books on uh, dealing with domestic violence. But now I'm gonna bring on an author. You already know when a brother write a book, I love a brother writing a book. I just do. Now, I just love to hear a brother's viewpoint about a thing. But when you got a brother who going to write about what? He going to write about love? Oh, Lord. Let's bring on my man, and we're going to find out how he find us. How the world did he get in our world? This is uh, uh, Hutchinson, what's up? Good morning, good morning. How you doing? <laughs> I'm loving life a lot. So happy to have you on. So check it. Check it, check it. 
now. I saw people leaving with your book from that book fair left and right. Even young people. Even young people. So so that's right, Love with Coral. So this is what I want you to do. Tell us a little bit about uh what's the book about and how did it what made you write it? All that good stuff. So essentially the book uh, starts a young man named Nate Jones and the one thing he wants to one of the things he hopes is to have a committed young romantic relationship. Um you know, due to his, uh, whether it be his, his, his uh, height, being that he's on the shorter side, or just some of his own um, shortcomings, you know, pardon the phrase, um, he, he was never able to find that relationship. But Nate, being that determined guy, doesn't give on that go, up, on that goal of having his um, pro, pro, uh, fulfilling romantic relationship. So he goes through a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, in order to. Uh, find that love and that relationship and it sees him even leaving the US and traveling on the other side of the world to find that fulfilling relationship. It's definitely a story of uh, perseverance, definitely a story of uh, um, struggle, it's definitely a story of knowing who has your best interest at heart and who can you trust and who you cannot trust. And if you you it is definitely a story of uh somewhat of a I don't want to get too much for some of a fatal attraction. But <laughs> what got, uh, got me to write the book is actually took some of my own personal experience. I experienced, you know, coming up um, as a teenager into my into my early uh, early adulthood. And I just had a story to tell. You know, I, I've been coming across a lot of authors lately, and that's one thing I kept hearing. I had a story to tell. I had a story to tell. For me personally, I enjoy writing because it, it's a personal Especially gives me it definitely helps me with a self expression and express myself. Sometimes I, I I can't articulate what I need to say, so it's easy to put it in a book, and it also allows my creativity and imagination to flow as well. Mm-mm. Do your brothers hear that? Now we want to hear. I'm tell you, sisters love hearing how men think. You see all kind of movies right. come out about you know how men think about this and that, but I love stories by brothers because you do get to hear a lot of times a compassionate side. You get to hear that a little bit of the vulnerability maybe, you know, but it's just what's your take on the situation? Because women always talk about they take on a relationship situation all the time, love, blah, blah, blah. But what is a brother's viewpoint on how this rolls? And so, what in the world were you saying at the book fair that was making those people pick up that book and, and rock on? Like, I, I liked so, just the variety. Yeah, talk to me. So I think, so it was, it was a combination of things. It, it, it was the book, the book, the actual uh, cover with silhouette caught people's attention, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a component to get the conversation started of them, you know, potentially um, uh, purchasing the book. And, the one thing I did is I wanted to make the story relatable. I, you know, I actually went to a uh, network meeting a few weeks ago, and the guy read the synopsis, the description on the back of the book. First thing he said was, man, this sounds just like me because it's so relatable because so many people, you know, are going, you know, uh, going through the same thing. They can kind of relate to that story or know somebody that's going through that thing, going through that same situation. And the actual uh, fact that, on top of you know being a published author, we also uh, also have a, a publishing company called uh, Lightbright Publications, and 
the, the mess, I mean, we, the message of life, right, is we bring dreams to reality. And that dream of writing that book, that dream of writing that book, that dream of writing that uh, finance book. And we want to serve the underutilized, underserved uh, authors, the one that what, doesn't get that big press from uh, 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 Marion Webster or Payment Publishing House or New World Press. We want to get that unknown, undeserved author a shot of sharing their story with the world. That meant, look, boop, 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 me and you, look, boop, boop, boop. see, look, one time somebody, this author tried to step to me. You know, I'm talking to different black people. It's a book event, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to tell them about being a part. And they whole vibe was, well, people usually hire me out of, I was like, girl, everybody is starting my book fair. I don't know what you're right. talking about. I don't play that. Right. Like, the, the point that, that is was, that, do was, that. that was the point. And then mm-hmm. people, for people I've talked to, because a lot of people are self-published. Yeah. things about self-publishing, it's, it's not a long way, but to the general public, it's seen as, quote, unquote, less than. So, you know, our platform, coming from an actual public company, gives them that, you know, gives that book so much more, you know, credibility, mm-hmm. so much more prestige. Mm-hmm. And you also... Absolutely, and it's really important. Um, I believe in carrying oneself. I am not interested in being approved by somebody who ain't never approved me before. I am not, and I no shade on those who go to the big publishing companies. But I mean, people ask a lot of times which one to do, self-publish or or publish with a company, and I'm like, you just better read that fine print because if you say, look, if we talking about if you sign with us. That's cool. We'll even give you X amount of thousand dollars, but but we want at least four more books by next year. What? We're not doing that. You want the money back to be investing me, so they give you a twenty fifty thousand dollar contract. You don't make no money until you pay them back. So just 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 the concept of um, I know one of the things that we do because we actually shout out to the soap book bank because we actually found our first client. At the Soho Book Fair, we actually had one of the uh, 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 gentlemen who's uh, publishing autobiography and telling his side of the story. And just the concept of the entire process, the book cover design, the editing, the copyright, which is very important as well, mm-hmm. that people don't, you know, people don't really think about. Um, and in terms of any other consulting that we're doing, it definitely gives people a peace of mind knowing that there is a publishing company out there that actually cares about their clients, that she cares about their vision, and wants to share that vision with the world. Mm. Did y'all hear that? He said he got his first client at the book fair. Stop playing with me. I yeah. told you it's more than just a table with some books and you're selling. That networking is a beast. If you really rocking with the book fair, that networking, don't take it lightly because it can catapult your whole future with your book. I mean, just an amazing experience because that's the, it's like great knows great. Book fair, no book. Like people who love books, people who write books. And so you get to really build your whole platform by being this. It's just, I haven't found anything quite like it. I've seen other people start events, but that love that being at event, y'all already know. I'll be dancing. I'll be like, I be getting it like this, what, to the house music, woo, woo. Yeah. it's a party. So, you know, I'm just loving that uh, you were there. Let me ask, how long has your book been out? Uh, uh, so we published it uh, 
October of last year. Okay. So it's just it's, it's been a, it's been a few, few months. Okay. I'm actually working on my second book right now as as, as we speak, which uh, I'm enjoying it, but I'm so tired of some of the other things, and <laughs> you know, it's kind of taking away from me. But it, I'm 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 I, I love writing. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm just fortunate to some of my purpose and my passion mm-hmm. at, at a younger age. You know, um, that I, you know, I don't. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the journey. But yeah, the book's been out for a couple of months. Nice. So, um, do you have like words of advice for other brothers? I'm gonna keep it, brother. Cause let me tell you something. Ooh, this event. The brothers been registering and getting their boots yeah. faster than the sister. I like this. I'm loving seeing all of y'all come to the table. So, like, do you have like words for brothers who are out there who are thinking about writing and like? Because I think sometimes they don't want to be vulnerable and they don't want to tell. You got any words no, of advice for them? No, it's not about. Well, so so yeah, when it comes to to, to men, we definitely have to walk. A thin line when it comes to being vulnerable, but you know, sometimes it's better. To, you got to think about the long term and the long term respect. Sometimes it's better to kind of get it out as opposed to keep holding it in. You know, just 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 not just on an emotional level, but just health wise. You know, it can lead to stress, it can lead to ulcers, it can lead to you know some of the other health issues. So it's definitely good to just kind of get it out. And the one because because I faced a lot of criticism when I wrote the book, people were like, "You write a book, love a book," and I'm like. Sometimes you gotta just not care what anybody thinks. Just do it because you gotta. It's not just about you expressing yourself, which is important, but you think about so many people that that you can help, so many people that can benefit from it, and and it can it can also um, uh, cause a chain reaction. If you open up, some another another brother might be uh, uh, comfortable and open up. Another brother might be comfortable. Open up. Oh, then we can get rid of that stigma. Um, we gotta just kind of hold it in the sack. Right, right. I love that, and I love that uh, part about you got to not care what other people have to say. Because I'm going to tell you, when I came up with my first book, my book is a small book. It fit in your pocket, blah, blah, blah. And I just had people that wanted to give their little two cents and peanut galleries around, you ain't make it this size, and it's not going to move. Next thing you know, I was on CNN, Al Jazeera, ABC, blah, 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 and they had to zip that mouth. You cannot listen to them because the reality, guys, is that God gave you that to do. And the right. fact that you do it, it that's where your blessing is going to come, that you right. use right. you used your innate gift of writing to tell us. I want to say, brother, thank you for coming on okay. today. You guys, y'all going to go see our, our Hutchinson. And I know I spelled that wrong a little bit. But, okay. but um, The Lover Quarrel, that is the name of the book, okay? The Lover right. Quarrel. Look, yeah. look, look, look. It would be a soulful book, believe me. It would be a soulful book, along with some of the other products that we offer, like Right Publication. No doubt about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming here today and being on Gathering of the Griots. And you got the event. You got it. All right, guys. So it's that time. On our way out, I love you. Peace. See you next Tuesday. And be ready for the grandeur. Peace. We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. 
You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, asante, Israel, toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.